how can you keep your fire for God? How can you follow Jesus Christ in a busy world? Shalom and welcome to this week's program, Kingdom Insight. This is your evangelist, evangelist, Dr. Kazumba Charles. You know, I love Jesus. I love, uh, you know, uh, teaching the Word of God and learning about the Word of God. Uh, today, I have a wonderful and a special, special man of God, servant of God, uh, who's going to share with us about, uh, you know, the servant's heart having a heart of uh, service for God, a servant's heart. But let me introduce this man of God. He's blessed me, he's blessed me with my family. I believe I have a DNA of his uh, teaching, anointing. Uh, he's the one who mentored me when I went to Bible College, Faith Alive Bible College. He's the dean of the students at Faith Alive uh, Bible College. Uh, um, he's a great man of God. Let me just introduce him briefly so that you know what you got as you are watching this program. Because I know for the next two or three programs, you are going to be impacted with the Word of God, and you're going to learn how to serve in the kingdom of God in the, de in, in the deeper, deeper, deeper way. Here is uh, Dr. David Pierce. Uh, Dr. David Pierce, from, uh, you know, from just his childhood, he knew he would serve Jesus Christ. As a minister of the gospel, he began ministering as a young man. So be, uh, uh, as a young man, and he began, uh, so began more than 50 years of pastoral and teaching ministry, preaching an uncompromised word of God. In 1981, the Lord established him at Faith Alive Bible College here in Saskatoon, Canada. Uh, uh, he loves to teach the Word of God. He loves to mentor people. And his uh, dynamic teaching has proven to so many people who have sat under his anointing and teaching, uh, 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 powerful and equipping. Dr. Pierce, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Charles. It's an honor for me to sit down with you here. Ten years ago, I was a student, your student. You took me in, you mentored me, you nourished the Word of God, and it's just right that we talk about this topic, the heart of a servant. The question in this program, in the whole segment, will be, are you a celebrity or a, or a servant? You know, it's a very, very easy for us to be celebrated, to desire the celebration and the praise of man. But that's not servanthood. In this, Dr. Pierce is going to help us. Are you a servant of God or a celebrity? Dr. Pierce, let's go right down to the teaching. Thank you. I'm, uh, I've been really looking forward to this. I've been really stirred in my heart about this topic. It's been thinking about it for a couple of months because you find out as you progress in ministry, you often get this idea of entitlement, of uh, everybody should be uh, acclaiming me, giving me all this special attention. And so we find that all of a sudden we became what we classify as a celebrity. Now we don't want to take it all in a negative way but a celebrity is a person that wants to get special recognition. Usually they've done something. We have a common here in America, people that are um, in music and great uh, 
musicians and country music, but in Africa, he'd be more like the soccer player. Soon, soon they become a hero and a celebrity. And I was looking up that term about um, being a celebrity, and it really came from the Greek games, the Olympics that they used to have. When they would return home, they'd be treated as a hero, and people would give them gifts and food just to um, make them so, so they would get uh, recognition from these people that were classified as a hero. So we find that it's a, quite a common issue is this idea of being a hero and a celebrity, but the Bible has a different view. The Bible gives the view about being a servant, and a servant is one that is, uh, finds his position and what he's to do. So I have three examples, and we'll look at one in, in this uh, segment. And the first example is about being a servant that finds true rest. Another example is about a servant that knows what his duty is, and the other one is about being trustworthy. So we find when we look at being a celebrity, we think more of the world system that wants everybody to uh, acclaim or lift up the individual, make themselves become more important, but that's not the Bible example. The Bible example is to be tr a true servant. And Jesus talked about this in, Luke, uh, pardon me, in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And in that portion of scripture, Jesus is giving an example, and he says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He says, Take my yoke upon me, for it is, I will teach, let me, says, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For he says, My yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give will be, for you is, is uh, light. We notice we read this scripture, I've always heard it as a use, what we would classify as a, uh, an appeal for evangelism. So many times we take a lot of scriptures and we appeal it to everybody out there, but really the Bible's written to the Jews, and for us, we look at it as, as a Christian perspective. What is it saying to us? So often we use this appeal, come unto me, all you that are labor, heavy laden, while well, we think, we think right away, that's the lost. They need to come. They're heavy laden. But let's look at the setting. Who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to the Jews of his day. And the Jews of his day, they were uh, under a lot of burdens. And of course, they had, I believe it was 613 laws and regulations they had. And of course, they were so burdened down trying to keep all these regulations. Jesus came along and he says, come unto me. And really, where is he quoting from? He's quoting from a scripture in Isaiah, pardon me, in Jeremiah chapter 16, pardon me, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, and I'll read it here. It says, Jeremiah says, this is what the Lord says, stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is really referring to what Jeremiah talked about, talked about them finding rest for their soul and returning to the old godly way. So that is where the challenge is. Jesus was giving that challenge. Turn to the godly way. And what was the godly way? The godly way was the word of God. The word of God was like a yoke. 
And that yoke, if we would take God's word upon us, it would bring comfort and rest to our soul. So we notice here that he's calling them to return to that godly way. He says, come, take my yoke. You're, you're, and I ask the question, uh, is our head under that yoke? The head is a very vulnerable, Charles. Mm -hmm. And you know, as soon as I say Charles, I go, well, oh, we're on TV. But uh, I think of you as a son. Yes. <laughs> and when you don't call your sons, you don't say son doctor, which I do have a son that is a doctor, degree, uh, dentist. Yes. But you know, uh, Dr. Charles, realize that the question is, mm -hmm. is our head under that yoke? Number one, are we yielding to the Word of God? So a celebrity is really looking for themselves, for the intention they can get. And I think as a leader, we have to deal with that all the time. It's an issue we deal with. Yes. And uh, uh, it's been stated, I thought of here, wrote down, it's been stated that the seed of your power is in your head. You know, we make the decisions from our mind. Uh, we have the strength that's there. And we think of what we're talking about, this yoke putting our head under the yoke. The yoke of what? The yoke is the Word of God. And, and now, when we put our head under this yoke, it's in a vulnerable position. Yeah. You know? It's a totally different picture from a celebrity to being a servant. Now the servant puts their head under this yoke. And you know, when we've got people like, let's say, in church, they come they're new to church and coming to church. Well, it's easy to tell them what to do. But when we become a leader and we have a certain measure of success, it's an entirely different uh, setting now. We, we find that we, we want the attention and are we willing to walk in that humility? And as you said, the topic is about a, a servant's heart. You know, that's the question is, do, do we have that, that uh, servant's heart? You know, uh, uh, there was a lack of rest in Jesus' day. Yeah. In Jesus' day, they were, um, there was a need for a submission. And uh, they needed to put their head under God's yoke, which was return to the godly pathway, mm -hmm. which was the word of God. And uh, he's saying, turn to those, Jeremiah, turn to those pathways. And Jesus is saying, come and find rest for your soul. So I think of Jesus, he's saying, come to me. And I wrote down a couple points of what saying there. He said, uh, Jesus is humble, right? He's our great example. He's saying in this couple verses here that he's also, that he's gentle. He's lowly of heart. He will, you will, and he says, you will find rest for your souls when you take the yoke that I am offering to you because he says it's easy and it's light. My, how many ministers and leaders that we have in the Christian church that are burdened down, Charles? Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're serving in ministry, but they get so burdened down. Yeah. Dr. Charles. Yes. Right. Charles. Still your side. You're trained me, so don't worry. <laughs> you know, that, so that's a great concern on my heart. Yes. That, that thought that when you get a certain amount of uh, success, that it's easy to look too inward to ourselves. Yeah. And the other thing is, 
that we find that there's a burden down. How, how many leaders could you think of, let's put it the other way around, that are not under a lot of stress? Very few. I think it'd be very hard to find. They, they've lost that joy of ministry. They've lost that joy of serving. They, they, they just don't have that cutting edge when they started out. Why is it? Because they failed to put their head under that yoke. When we put our head under the yoke that God's offering, we find there's rest for our soul. Amen. Amen. And I, I brought a little picture here with me today. We'll just hold it up. And I had a couple. This is from India. And we think about this yoke. It's an entirely uh, different concept. It's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to visually. And I like visual illustrations. So this is a picture taken from India, and I think if I'm correct, these look like they're cattle. But there's often there's in have oxen too. And being in Africa a number of times in the Sudan, I actually saw where they did use oxen and cattle to pull their carts, often to go get water. But you know, these uh, in this picture, it's likely cattle. This uh, tool, we want to say it instrument is hung around their necks and then they pull the load that is there. So Jesus is using this type of illustration. He's using this illustration that uh, you're in a vulnerable position and, and you're there to pull. Uh, to me, it's an entirely different picture from a celebrity. It's like on top of the hill and we find this servant, this oxen, these cattle that are doing a menial task. So it takes away this uh, thought of um, the tension being all to ourself. And we're putting the tension on, on what Christ has to offer. He says the, the more you think about when we feed self, the more we feed self, the bigger that monster becomes. And the thing is, we, self, what does self want to talk about? Self wants to talk about self. Yes. And Jesus said the, the yoke would be easy and it would be light. Mm -hmm. And I think of a personal illustration. I heard a message preached on this a month or so ago. I went to a, I went to a conference to uh, celebrate 20 years of revival in World Revival Church in Kansas City. Uh, and I thought, well, after 20 years, maybe I should show some honor because they've had a great influence on our church and the ministry that I'm part of. And I thought, well, I, I will go to that. And I'm going to do what I can to receive from it. Because, you know, when you're in the ministry a long time, I figure it's about 56 years, is a, we can often feel we've arrived, yeah. we've reached a point, but I've had a different attitude. And that is, I want to make adjustments all the time, yes. constantly. And I served with a pastor when we started the ministry we were with 36 years ago. And I've been served with him all those years. He's passed away. He actually died of cancer. But you know, I served with him and it wasn't always easy. But now when I lived through that and was faithful, stayed with the church, I had, I would say, hundreds of reasons and hundreds of days I felt like quitting and leaving but I didn't. 
you know, one thing about a servant is they're faithful and they, they're willing to serve. And I thought, no, I've been called here. I know many days I would say, well, I feel like quitting. And my first thought would be, where would I go? What would I do? And it wasn't easy at times. But when you look back at it through the years, you think of, oh, you, you give the person you served under honor. And you find that the ministry became stronger. So there was another pastor, who's the pastor now, and uh, I served under the lead pastor at that time, which we were together right from the very beginning of this ministry. Mm -hmm. And I also served under the new pastor, which is uh, Pastor Brent Radoski, and he, he's been in something like 15 years, so that's quite a while. But when he first started out, his preaching wasn't very good. Yeah. A lot of people were uh, not that happy about his preaching, and he was trying to find his, his, uh, his place. And you know, there was, a, there was a conflict there with this pastor that had led for so many years. He had a powerful ministry. We're talking with healings, miracles. He was just powerful in what he did. But then we find that uh, through, through time, he wasn't healthy. He had all these health issues, even though he believed in healing. Uh, and now we have a new leader. And Pastor Brent, he actually got saved from drugs and everything, uh, had, had a remarkable conversion, and he came to our Bible school 30-some years ago, and he's part of the church all those years. And now I found myself in a position of, of serving under another man who's way younger than me, and uh, uh, am I going to do that? When it came to that part of that transition, our other lead pastor that I've been with so many years, he said to me, well, you know what? You can take over being pastor of this place. You, you've been there all these years. And I thought at my age, you know, I was around 60 or so then, I thought at my age, I don't think I want to take all that on. Uh -huh. I've been the dean of this Bible school all these years. I think I'll just stick with what I'm doing. Uh -huh. Stick with what I've been called to do is be the pastor. Yes. And uh, so I did. And, you know, I've been happy for that because it brought a strength now. And I think this is what we want to address is the fact that people don't always want to be the second in command. There's a lot of great pastors, great teachers, great assistants in a church, but they often think, well, I want to go and just do my own thing. And so they leave. But, but really, there's a, there was some strength that left when they left when they would be better just to stay there. So when I went to this conference, there was this message preached about this very topic, about ha having this yoke. And you know, I'd always heard this preached about the, the evangelism call, come and find rest in Jesus. But I noticed here when he preached the message, it was about this very illustration of the oxen and the head being put under this and as he preached, I, I had like a revelation of a fresh commitment yes. to stand with the pastor and serve with him yeah. and be someone that would pull along with him, which I didn't. I've been faithful all these years, 35, 36 years, but I just had a fresh revelation. And when the call came at the end of this service, I went running to the front. I went to this conference purposing I'd receive something. 
I went running to the front, and you know there's hundreds of people there, and they're all crowding to get to the front for prayer and be prayed over. And I thought, I'm going to get there, and I just wiggled my way past everybody and I found myself right at the front. And the power of God hit me so strong that I just went down, and the Spirit of God was upon me. And I, I was just so brokenhearted, and I thought it was a call to become a general. We have a captain, but we need a, we, the army of God yes. needs some generals in it. Amen. As you're watching this program here, uh, uh, again, this is Kingdom Insight. I have Dr. Pierce here talking about the heart of a servant. Are you a celebrity or a servant? I want to read First Peter chapter 4, verse 11, as well as Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Take your notes there. If any, anyone speaks, it should be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, it should be from the strength God provides. For what purpose? So that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Let's look at Philippians 2 verse 4. Each of you should be concerned not only about your own interest, but the interest of others as well. A servant, a true servant, serves. He doesn't go to be served, but he serves. He takes up the interest of others. And as you listen to Dr. Pierce teach here, at his age, renewing that spirit of servanthood, submission to serve in the house of God and another man and another lead. We don't have to be a lead all the time. We have been called to serve under the house of the Lord. We are one body. If you look at the body, the eyes don't say, I am the main thing. Or the hands doesn't say, I am the main thing. We are the body that should function in unity and in power to serve so that God can receive all the glory. You may be there, you know, wondering, how can I serve in the, in the house of the Lord? How can I be what God has called me? And as we talking about this uh, uh, topic, Dr. Pierce has shared about uh, taking rest, taking rest. And uh, he's going to share as well on uh, the call of duty, as well as a call of being trustworthy. Saving is such a wonderful, wonderful and precious thing in the hires of God. Dr. Pierce, as we wind up the program for this week, mm -hmm. I want you to continue. And then I know we, we have some other segment. Our viewers will be tuning in to those ones. Call right ahead and share to us about, uh, is it the call of duty? Yes. So I think one of the things in related to this one we've just been covering is uh, to put our head into, under this yoke. And when we, when we do that, we'll find real rest. Amen. You know, like I said, a lot of ministers, especially thinking today of people that are in ministry that uh, they're under so much pressure and sometimes we're trying to carry what God never intended to us. We, we, we've been given this responsibility to pull this load, but his load is light because his load is, is a yoke 
that's not too hard to bear. And where is really the yoke? We said, really, it's the Word of God. So when we yield to the Word of God, His ways, His plan, we find easy. And so at my age, I'm 75, and uh, I have recovered from cancer seven years ago. I was in Africa, and I was dying. Came back a few months later, had major operation, found out I had a huge tumor. But you know, since then, I prayed and I said, God, I, I wanted you to give me alertness of mind because when you get older, I want to defy everything there is about being old. Amen. Amen. Not that I can't physically do as much, but how about the heart attitude, having that heart? And I thought, Lord, I want to be mentally alert, so I'm more alert than I was before. I think I've got, feel like I've got more life on the inside. And why is that? Because I've I've chosen to put my head into this yoke yes. of serving God, and I want to someday stand before God, and He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful yeah. servant, because that's what we are, yes. is to be a servant. So as we talked about a celebrity. Mm -hmm. You see so many get caught up with the attention. Mm -hmm. Let, let's just think of my church building, my building, you know, Years ago, it used to be an issue with the tent evangelist. How big was, who had the biggest tent? And uh, back in history, especially in America, they, they would add a, a few more uh, feet to their tent, just claim they had the biggest tent. Well, you know, that wasn't really a godly thing. So we always have this issue of something on the inside that wants to rise up and put attention to ourselves and our accomplishments. But God wants us to what? to lift him up. Amen. And you know, when we lift him up, he says, you'll draw all men to yes. us. And so we're just close to closing off on this program, talking about the yoke and finding that rest we have uh, for a servant and a celebrity. And we'll look in the next segment about our duty and uh, being trustworthy, which I'm really looking forward to. But you finish off. You know, um, it's very, very important for you, for me, to listen to this kind of teaching because sometimes the world may try to put everything upon ourselves to begin to desire man's attention, man's approval, man's praise, and we forget what it is all about. It's all about saving God. It's all about saving others. It's all about glorifying God in everything that we do. We don't do ministry for the sake of pointing people to ourselves, and unfortunately, that has been the problem in the world. We want to be celebrated. We want to be, you know, given a pat on the back. It, a servant's heart serves. He's not afraid to take to get his hands dirty to bless someone else. The gospel of Jesus Christ, as he delivered it, you saw he delivered it as a servant. He washed the feet of his disciples. He was humble and God lifted him up. Why? Because that's the servant's heart. As you watch this program, uh, uh, you begin to ask yourself, am I a servant or do I want to be celebrated by people? Do I want a position? Being a servant isn't a position. 
It is functioning in the kingdom of God. God calls us to function. And I'm so excited. I'm learning myself because I've got a long way to go. As you see, Dr. Pierce has been in ministry for a long time. I got, my heart has to be right doing this. We don't come on the TV so that we can be known around the world. Our goal and our desire is to make Jesus known and known around the world. Uh, may the Lord bless you as you watch this program. Uh, tuning to the next segment and we will bring you the other part of uh, being a servant of God, how you can serve and bring glory to God. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the, may, may the, the glory of God shine upon you. Shalom, shalom. Until then, God bless you. I hope you've been enjoying the teachings and we've got some resources to send your way. The resources that are going to empower you and supplement the word of God that you've been listening on Kingdom Insight. The first book I want to send to you is uh, The Weapon of Forgiveness. This is a very powerful book that dismantles the tactics of the enemy that sneaks into the people's life through unforgiveness. And the next one I want to send to you is uh, the, uh, the Parables of the Kingdom of God. You learn in this book the insights of the Kingdom of God. The character and the nature of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, through this book, you'll be able to see what the kingdom of God really is about. And the other book that I don't have right now in my hands to send to you is a book titled Revisiting the Foundations, Psalms 11 verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I want to send you that book. Obviously, you'll be able to see it on your screen. God bless you. Enjoy, enjoy Kingdom Insight. Visit our website for more resources. You know, ChristPassion.org, uh, KazumbaChows.com, uh, HSBN.TV. We are all about bringing the Word of God. And we, we want you to be empowered, impacted with life and spirit-filled Word of God. Don't lose out on the battle. The Word of God is there for you. And we are so excited. We want to hear from you. God bless you. Shalom.